Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. Let's, uh, well, we're actually already here. We are already lying down in constructive rest pose. So come on and have at it. Lie down and join us. And, uh, And taking the time to feel the floor underneath you. What parts of your body are making contact with your mat? Maybe with the floor beyond your mat. Maybe with a dog crawling over your mat. Uh, there are points of your body that let you know where you are in space. And then you'll move your attention more deeply in what's going on inside the space that you are. It's absolutely possible there is deep calm or abounding joy or little glimmers of joy. There may be anticipation for what's going to happen in this next hour. And sometimes we come in with, with heavier things like expectations or the stuff of the day, the week that has been. And anything you notice in these moments as we get still, is valid. Right? It's useful for you to know what you're working with in this moment. And we all took the time and energy to get here to this spot to practice yoga. So among all of this that's going on, there's a an intention for some good to happen, right? We all come at this with good intentions for ourselves. And he's gonna direct your focus to that, right? Maybe that's a little glimmer. Maybe that's an overwhelming sensation, right? Maybe it's an idea that's bubbled up that got you to this mat. Maybe it's a habit that you're in that got you to this mat. All of those things, like, what is it that has brought you to this space? Right. And, you know, something right, toward uplifting yourself. Right? We get on the mat knowing that when we walk off of this, we'll feel lighter in body, mind, spirit. Whether that's a you know, you know, more flexible body or okay, an enlightened mind, it's the same. It's a goodness that we've created with this time. As you practice, you let your attention go back to that intention. Whatever yours is, it's important. And our ability to redirect our focus to that intention that we have is a really useful skill. It's important not only to us having a good practice here, but to, to polish that skill and take it with us, redirecting our attention into something that we're creating, something that's positive and uplifting for us knowing our ability and our power to do that. Whatever shape it may take, right? Here, whatever shape the asana takes, you have that ability to redirect your focus into what it is you're here to do. On your next exhale, it's empty, just get clear. I'm sorry, sweep clean. 
then you begin to move in light way, the fingers, toes, spread them out, and just kind of feel the air around you. You have those little cracks and pops. Those happen. That's a sign that you're doing the right thing, right? As long as there's no pain. And then you can bring your legs in, knees toward your chest, and just a nice little rock across your low back. Like definitely don't rock across anyone else's low back. <laughs> your, your, your low back will do. Right. What's going on there? What's it telling you? And uh, then knees together. They don't have to touch, but you're going to make some circles of your low back. So it's like you're tracing circles on the floor, clockwise, counterclockwise. Noticing how your hips and sacrum move. And uh, in particular, how they're moving today, which is different than all other days that you've ever lived. Bringing this back into center, pause, and let things still feel the echoes of the movement. And then we're going to move the knees in opposite circles. So you go uh, clockwise, counterclockwise in a figure eight. So you're just taking the leg bones away from center and then back in. Take them away from center and back in. And you don't need to trip out about this. You're just moving the leg bones. Uh, and you feel the kind of cone-shaped movement of the legs and the way that they articulate with your hips. And then bringing that back to center, hug your knees in toward you. Feel that deep hip hinge there. And then we're going to release that soles of the feet to the floor and roll to your right side. As you roll onto your right side, just tuck your right arm underneath your head. We're going to catch the uh, upper ankle and just if you catch it, great. And if you don't, also great. And you can prop up any way you like. Just press the hips toward the sidewall. And now you feel the extension at the hip crease. We had the fold at center and now the extension. Breath in here. Slowly come back to center. Hug knees into chest. You have a deep hip crease. And then other side. We're going to undo it and roll onto left side. Tuck the arm under. Catch the foot as best you can. And then press the hips forward lightly. And that, that unfolding. Breath in. Breath all the way out. Undo it. Come on back to center. And realign yourself so you feel your sacrum, the back of your pelvis, your rib cage, and your shoulder blades, the back of your head, right, all lined up down the center of your mouth. Things feel even. You know, take the arms up toward the ceiling, lift your shoulder blades off the floor, do a little palm flex and point with the hands. So you're just, uh, just moving the wrists around. And then as if you were holding up the ceiling, press your palms way up, lift the shoulder blades off the floor, feel that. And then slowly let the shoulder blades descend and shoulder blades are resting then on the floor. The elbows out to the sides. And uh, so you've got like goalpost-shaped uh, arms at this point. Press the arm bones out as if you were in a really small hallway and you're pressing arms into the wall. Breath here. And as you breathe out, we're going to bring the right arm underneath the left and a nice little hug there. So you're wrapping the arms around. When your hands touch the uh, other shoulder blade, you can press the shoulder blades out into the hand. You don't have to. You could just be here and tap into the hug energy of this. There is a goodness in that. You could activate it with the with the shoulders moving outward. Breath in. And then open your mouth, let it go. And just let the arms float up. Then other side. Cross and yeah. Lay the hands lightly on the shoulder blades. You can press the shoulder blades out into the hands. Breathe here. And on an inhale, 
undo it and reach up and take the arms toward the back wall. You're going to stop when they get in line with your eyes. Right? So press your feet into the floor here. Draw your abdominals in. Reach your fingertips toward the back wall. You're bringing your shoulder blades up toward your ears or, or sideways toward your ears. And, uh, but the arms are still in your peripheral vision. We're not letting them drop back here. Breath in, reach long. And then breath out, slow release of that. Bring your hands to your center line, one to your heart, one to your navel center. And just let your arms get heavy to the floor. Breath in. And then open your mouth and let it go. Not unhinge your jaw, you can move your jaw around. Stretch your face out, do whatever you need. Nobody's looking. Stretch your face out, do the things. Uh, your face will appreciate that. If you want to take your hands to your cheeks or your jaw and do a little massage or temple massage or uh, temples of your face, not like at a temple, but you know, if you can get a temple massage, great. <laughs> uh, you can do a little shampooing in your hair, uh, shampooing being the, like the movement of your hands around scalp. And when you feel complete with any facial that you're giving yourself or a hairdo, Knees to nose, we're going to rock up to seated and uh, any comfortable seated pose. And if you'd like to sit on blankets or blocks, go for it. I have a few shoulder shrugs here. So we move the shoulders around on the floor and I'll move them around just to set them in a good place for you. All right, let them slide down your back. I'm going to drop chin to chest. And uh, you may have some, some tension in your neck, um, possible. And if you want to stay and kind of breathe as if you're combing anything that's that's stuck there, do. And if you're going to explore a little bit, we're going to take the head side to side. Keep your chest lifting up so your heart's moving up towards your face as your head's taking this half circle. So we'll just about a half circle. Uh, there's no reason to take your head any further back than that. Just keeping your spine in mind there. And the birds are at it today. I hope everybody out there has the bird song that we have. It's like, you can let uh, right ear stay over towards your right shoulder and let the left shoulder drop heavy down. Just imagine the left elbow is real heavy. And, uh, you may find something to work with there. You can get breath in, breath out. Good news in yoga, when you find tight spaces here, like you are in the right place doing the right thing. Sometimes you make them problems, right? Like, oh, I'm so tired. Or, but look, you're here doing that thing, that one thing that's going to help out. Right? Uh, that's a win. Right? Take the head over to the other side, your shoulder, and then, you know, anything that you got going on there, you investigate, you can investigate and dropping the right elbow heavy or reaching out long. Right? Breathe. Right? Stay with what you're doing, especially if you're noticing those things that like, can use your attention. It's like, how are you going to give that attention to them? In what way? In what way would a tight muscle or, or something that's aggravated be calmed and soothed? Breath in. And breath out. Come back to center, pause where you are, sit tall. Maybe another shoulder shrug would help that out. Heart lifts, brain lifts. So those two things almost always in the practice physically, unless we're doing like headstands. Heart lifts, brain lifts. And come over to down dog. So bring hands to the mat, step back and we're going to line up the arms and the face in the same way we did on the ground. So your arms are visible to you. They're lined up on either side of your eyes. And from your hands to your collarbones, you get a really good kind of long line. Your head's in that line, so it's not bobbing above the line of your arms. And it's not dropped in. And so it's right in line. If you think about like your ears being between your biceps right, or the that's a good, that's a good kind of line up there. You'll see the arms in the peripheral vision. Good, good. 
one more breath in send your hands down and forward your hips up and back outer hips toward the back wall where it meets the ceiling good then look forward walk forward to halfway lift we're gonna go feet together that might mean the big toes touch that might mean the feet are just close right hands to your shins draw your heart forward and then exhale about lengthening yourself pull your abdominals and think about lengthening yourself down your legs hug in let your head drop some sensation here for sure for for most all of us press your feet into the floor to firm your legs draw your abdominals in come up to standing mountain pose tadasana arms overhead and the arms again are gonna be right there around the eyes they like biceps by the ears triceps you can see that's pretty much a good alignment for most of us you play with that but lift your sternum the collarbones lift the arms go with then we'll draw hands together heart center keep the heart lifting as you bring the thumbs to meet the sternum feeling a buoyancy at your center breath in and breath all the way out and we'll move sun a on your inhale reach up as we exhale we'll bow forward hands through heart center bend at the knees and hinge at the hip chest to thighs we'll breathe in lift halfway hands can come up your shins be parallel with the floor feel the muscles of your mid back work then plant your hands we're going to step back we're going to start this one high plank to the floor knees down chest down and then a cobra pose pull your shoulder blades down towards your hips pull your elbows toward the back wall hug them in release down slowly we'll press the hands and knees it'll help you get off the floor in one piece and down dog breathe out look forward walk or lightly hop to your hands breathe in lift halfway press your feet down draw your heart forward breathe out lengthen down your legs press your feet down breathe in and reach up mountain pose you see your arms in front of you good exhale bow forward Breathe in, lift halfway, pop back and pull shoulder blades towards your hips. Plant your hands. One more time, we'll step back to a high plank. Knees down. Pull your heart forward as you lower. So you're lengthening your body as you go to the floor. And pull it forward again as you pull your elbows back. Cobra lengthened through the front. And then exhale, press back, hands and knees to down dog. Pause here. They really pause, like freeze tag, you're winning. Right? Like breathe in, breathe out, a couple breaths. Right? Where particularly if your hamstrings are tight and you're feeling that resistance, give them a little, give the knees a little bend so they, you give them a little grace. Then send your hips up and back. Breathe in and breathe out. Right? And so like particularly if you're tight in a pose, getting uncomfortable, right? The message there is maybe, uh, be generous with yourself, but stay. Right? We'll try to wiggle. We'll try to move around. We'll try to avoid. Instead, like address it. Right? Make the pose a little lighter for anything that's having tension. And then work through it with your breath. Look to your hands. Walk or lightly hop. Top of the space. And then when you breathe in, lift halfway. Bow forward, breathe out, lengthen down your legs, hug in. Drive your feet down, reach up to standing mountain pose, squeeze your legs, narrow in through your waist, broaden out through your heart. And exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands this time, step back, high push up, and we're only gonna go halfway down. So bend your elbows, just, just about to the line of your elbows, then upward facing dog. You can place your knees down or be on the tops of your feet only, back of your neck long, press the tips of your ears up. 
and down dog, breathe all the way out. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, lengthen down your legs. Press your feet down. Reach up, mountain pose. Squeeze muscle to bone in your legs. Hug it in. Lift your heart, bend your fingers. Exhale, we'll bow forward. Breathe in, we'll lift halfway. Plant your hands from step back, high plank. As you bend your elbows halfway down, push the floor away. It's a total mixed message. You're lowering toward it, but you're pushing it away. Breathe in, upward facing dog. We'll breathe out, down dog. And have one breath here to get still. Just note what your body needs from you. Your body is not working against you ever. It's working with whatever you're giving it. If you need to give it more grace, give it more grace. It's what you would do for a friend. Look forward, walk, or lightly hop, top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. Good. Bow forward, breathe out. We're going to set the hips to about knee level. Ukatasana, lift your chest, reach forward at the diagonal from hips to hands, elongate. Your arms are where you can see them. And exhale, bow forward. Here we're going to take a halfway lift, do a flat back, and walk the feet at hip distance apart. Might be good to have blocks here for underneath your hands. We're going to step the right leg back into a low lunge. Pause. And then straighten your front knee. Bend into it. That's where I promised not to do what I did to you last Sunday with these lunges. We're just going to move with the breath. Float in and out. <laughs> the faces of those of you who remember last Sunday are fixed. <laughs> smirks. Is that a smirk, Joe? <laughs> Come on back to your low lunge. It's all good. I got on a roll. I'm really sorry. <laughs> press into your back foot. We're going to reach up Anjaniyasana. You press your feet down. Lift your sternum. Lift your brain. Bend your hands out. One more breath here. From your feet pressing down to your fingers, reach up. You might feel a lightness in your back leg when you press that foot down. That was nice. Hands to your heart, then to your mat. You'll step back down, dog, or high to low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out. Meet up and down, dog. Just take a moment for a breath here. Feel what you feel. The two legs, they just do different things. Breathe in, breathe all the way out. And on your inhale, right leg up and back behind you, three-legged dog. We're going to bend the knee. Fold your leg into your chest. So a deep hinge of the hip here. Your knees come into chest. And then step into low lunge. This time, we're going to bring the back knee down. Bring your right hand to your right thigh. Press your hand to your leg and your leg up into your hand to develop a twist. And a twist, a rotation here is stacking right shoulder over left. Right. So if you, you get to that alignment or you get, uh, you're on your way to that alignment. Also involves pulling the heart forward and up. This is where a block can be really helpful underneath the uh, left hand to help you lift the chest by elongating the front body in a twist or fold anything. You're going to get more out of the spine. We're really looking to lengthen the spine, but most of us aren't used to going around every day uh, thinking about how we move our spine. But you know your front body. You know navel center. You know heart center, right? You know sternum. Navel to sternum, get longer. Pull longer. Good. Chest forward, breath in. 
When you breathe out, we're just going to let this twist unwind itself. You come back to center and you got hands to the mat. Tuck your back toes. Lift your back leg as you breathe in. Tighten that leg. Look forward. And then as you breathe out, step up. And then you can organize your feet up here. Breathe in. Lift halfway. And breathe out. Bow forward. Here, you're looking at your knees. So sit your bum down in line with them. Then inhale, Ukatasana. Breathe. When you exhale, chest to thighs, hands to heart. We're going to bow out of that. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Feet about hip distance apart. You just toe heel that. Then left leg's moving back. And blocks under your hands are great here. Then inhale, straighten, and exhale, bend. It's going to give you a little more, again, lengthen your spine, my lengthen your front body, lightness in your chest to be able to move back and forth. Inhale, you glide back. Exhale, glide forward. Make our way back to the lunge. Bring the back knee down. You can keep the back toes tucked or top of the foot to the mat. And press into your feet and reach up Anjaniasana. Fancy way of saying low lunge, reaching up. Any variation you want to have here on the, uh, the arms, fingers. But lift your heart, lift your brain. Right. And that doesn't always include your chin. Right. So up and back from the center of your chest. Press your feet down to get there. As you press into your footprints, front and back. What happens to the leg? Action. Your breath in, heart up. And with breath out, just come back in to center. Then plant your hands, step back to down dog or low push up in which you press the floor away a lot. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Pause, have a breath here. If you need to give yourself a little bit of a knee bend or be a little less rigid with yourself, good idea to do it now. Inhale, take your left leg up and back. And exhale, fold the knee and feel the deep hip hinge. As you step forward, you step lightly. That was nice. And then here we go, back knee down. Where you go, left hand to left thigh. And it could be nice to have your right hand on the block lifting you up. And as you lift your chest and rotate, right, you're trying to get left shoulder on top of right. right. Yeah. Press your standing hand down. Pull your heart forward and up. Good. Hands pressing into your leg. Legs pressing up into your hand. Be sure you're lifting your thigh bone by pressing the front foot into the mat. Good. Heart forward. Get, uh, yeah, a little up too. See if like coming to your fingertips will give you one more kind of element that lets you pull left shoulder blade toward your spine. And then we're Undo it slowly. Back to center, reorient. Inhale, tighten your back leg, straighten it. You're on the toes. That's going to help you then. Exhale, step up. Feet together. Breathe in. Lift halfway, lengthen. And breathe out. Fold. Nice. Good. Breathe in. Ukatasana, sit your hips back, heart high, arms reach. And exhale, we'll bow. So move through lunge salutation, breath to breath. Inhale, lift halfway, heel toe the feet apart. You'll step your right leg back, press your feet down, then inhale, rebound up. Lift your chest, heart and brain up. Then hands to the mat, you step back down, dog, or 
the low push-up chaturanga, upward facing dog, downward facing dog. And breathe in, dig your right leg up and back, squeeze it tightly. Breathe out, bend the knee into your chest, hug it up tight, feel that deep hip hinge step, press into both feet, reach up. Hands to heart, up front, take a big step, feet together, breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, lengthen down your leg. Take the time, organize it well. Sit your hips back, bottom knee level. Breathe in, Ukatasana. Squeeze your arms, fan your fingers. Anyone feel yesterday? Exhale, bow forward, yes. That's why no one asked for warriors before class. Breathe in, lift halfway, toe heel your feet apart. We're gonna step the left leg back, rest your feet down, breathe in and reach up. Hands to heart center, then to the mat, step back down dog or low push up. Upward facing, uh, downward facing dog. Uh. Inhale, left leg up and back, reach. Exhale, bend the knee, draw it into your chest. Deep hip hinge, pressing forward. Step lightly, good. Breathe in, feet press down. Heart lifts, brain lifts, fingers spread wide. Hands to heart center, up to the front. Big step, feet together. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out. Oh, really nice. Take your blocks and uh, take your feet about hip distance apart. Pull your heart forward so that you're kind of making a little rectangle with yourself here. And then a uh, feet one more step. So just one more wider than your hips. Uh, we're going to take the left hand, the left block to center. Okay. Bend your left knee. Right arm's going to come up like a bow pull and then into a twist. So we have bent left knee, straight right leg, and then a twist that's going on. Yeah. And you may find you want to bring your block up aside. You may find that to lengthen your front body out, you need to take your block forward a bit. Okay? You feel that out in your, in your body, right? And if you're not sure, best thing, like try some things out. Left knee is going to bend. That's going to let you get into this. You might want to take your upper hand to your hip if the shoulder's feeling any compression. You can do that for yourself. This is not about shoulder pain, right? This is about front body length, right? Oh, rotation. And, and straighten the right leg. Press that foot out and down. Good. Breath in. And then exhale. Fold. Out of that, come to center, have a little ragdoll. Sway, breathe. It's just, I don't know, that's usually a little nicer than a twisting ukatasana. Anybody, everybody? Like, <laughs> can we always do it that way? <laughs> yeah, you, you technically could. Like, you could, you could bust that out anytime. It's a useful, it's a useful twist for sure. Uh, Back into center, your feet a little wider than hip distance, and uh, get the blocks under the hands, but then bring the, the right block to center. And again, you want to kind of find where you're making a, a rectangle with floor, meaning that your upper body is parallel to the floor. And you can come up as high as you want to with that, come out as far as you need to with that. Right. Then you're going to bend the right knee. So it's the right knee's bending and the right hand's down. So same, same. Then left shoulder stacks, left arm reaches up. Left foot presses out. Good. Yeah, the upper hand, when you look up your arm, you want to see an uncreased shoulder. You want to see that your, your hand stacks atop it really nicely. Or you could bring the hand to the hip. And that's helpful to keep the left hip pulling back. So what we've got here, so it's an open twist. So it's a little more like a, a triangle. 
style twist. Keep pressing your feet down. Both of them could press down and out, really. Breath in. And then breath out, undo it. Come on back to center. Pause and ragdoll, get really still and feel your body. What's going on there? Release your hands and draw the heart forward again. This time, left hand to the block. Your right knee is going to bend. And you can turn, stack the right shoulder over the left. Right arm moves up. Left leg now straight. Left hand is down. Feels different? <laughs> yeah, there's different dynamic here. May feel a little harder for most of us, but it's just doing different things. With your arm, upper arm, if your shoulders are vertical, having the arm up is, is okay. Make sure it doesn't go behind the shoulder. But if the shoulders aren't vertical yet, go ahead, keep your hand at your hip. And don't look at anyone else's pose. Don't look at what anyone else is doing. I mean, you don't know if they're listening or if they've had eight cups of coffee. Like, you don't know what's going on in that person's life, right? You just don't know. And, Exhale, release slowly and ragdoll. Yeah, just this way. Okay. If that one felt more awkward, if that's why you were looking around to make sure, like, am I doing it right? Yeah, that one's more awkward. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but it's it's really really true. Like, I cannot tell the story enough, but I'll abbreviate it for those of you who haven't heard it yet. I spent an entire three-hour yoga teacher training practice trying to keep up with the person beside me. Afterwards, when we were like introducing each other, because we didn't know each other, she's like, her name happened to be Anna too. She's like, oh, hi, my name's Anna. What do you do? And I'm like, oh, well, I, you know, I teach yoga. And she's like, ah, oh, yeah, what do you do? She's like, I'm a choreographer for Cirque du Soleil. So, you know, <laughs> don't try to compete with your neighbor or do what they're doing. Extreme version of that, but it's always true. Good. Feet about a little wider than hip distance apart. You're going to take the block in your right hand. The right leg is going to remain straight. Left knee is going to bend. First thing you're going to try to do is stack the left shoulder over the right. And then dig the arm up towards you. And the right leg straight, right? Press it down and out. Left knee bends however much you need for that right leg to be straight. So that might mean that you bend the knee a lot. The hand goes up toward the ceiling if your shoulders are stacked, but if the if the shoulder is still not quite vertical, if the shoulder girdle is not vertical, uh, hand to hip is going to serve your shoulder joint better. And it's okay if you're not vertical yet. If you're not vertical yet, try bending the knee a little more. Rotation. And then check in with the back of your neck. How's that doing? And there's another reason not to look around, right? Whatever you see when the back of your neck is long and at ease is the right gaze point for you. Get one more breath here. And then exhale, release down slowly. Good work. Good. Walk your feet together. Press down and rise up to standing mountain pose. Reach the arms up overhead. And then hands to heart center. To pause, I'm going to turn to be in line with you so we get the left and right correctly. You're going to root down through your left foot, lift up through the center of your chest, lift up through the tips of your ears. Stand here as if your uh, your right leg just did not come to work today. The left leg is the is the only team member. Right. So right foot gets light, right, and the the left leg is fully engaged. We're not dumping our weight over there. We're just fully engaging through left leg. We're going to bend the right knee and the heel up toward the uh, bum cheek, right? Right hand moves back to catch the foot, keeping everything else really stable. If it won't get the foot without you coming offline, no big deal. You don't need to hold the foot. Just right arm sliding back. And then left arm's going to reach up. And you keep going. You breathe. Your eyes set to one point. Soften them. Your mind in your breath, follow it. Good. One more breath in. 
And then you exhale, just slow release, hands to heart, foot to mat, pause, and get like really still. And like we're playing freeze tag and you have just been frozen. And if there's something that you really need to address in this moment, of course, go ahead. But if you can just pause right, and have this moment of quiet with yourself. It's tough. It's tough to have a quiet moment with ourselves. Right. There's a like really old philosophy. I think it was like Pascal said uh, that unhappiness comes from not being able to be quiet in a quiet room. And you can reverse that out though, right? Like our ability to allow ourselves to be quiet in quiet space. Is, is is happy making. And it's really more of allowing than than forcing, right? Take the other, like the right leg now. Like it showed up, but the left leg did not. Left leg is just there. Right foot's pressing down. Right leg is squeezing tight. Again, we're not dumping weight to the right. You're thinking about lifting up out of your right foot. Left leg almost doesn't want to stay down. From your right foot all the way up through your heart, through your brain, one uplifted line. We're going to let the left knee bend. Let the left hand come back. Right? And if you're well balanced, right, you know. Like you just know. And if you're forcing it, you know. And if you want to practice forcing and holding your breath, you are welcome to practice forcing and holding your breath. You are also welcome to practice balance. Any shape or form that takes is good. Okay. Right? Because like we did this pose lying down, right? If we want to get the hand to foot, like we we done. Right. Balance, breathing, feeling in balance. Nobody says, I want to balance on one foot and be really, really unhappy. I want to balance so we have ease and joy in our life right? and enjoy it more. We'll exhale, slow release, foot to mat, hands to heart, and you pause, right? And the human creature is really weird like that, right? Like, why do we want to do this thing called balance, called yoga, called exercise, called meditation, right? Always to like, make our life better. No one says, I want to be an angrier person, so I'm going to go to yoga. I know, right? <laughs> I want to be a more uptight person, so I'm going to go to yoga. Right? No. But there's skills that we develop here. Next inhale, you reach up. Mountain pose. Exhale, fold, fold. Breathe in. Lift halfway, flat back. And then plant your hands. <laughs> Step back, high or low push-up. Breathe out. Feel the floor. Press it away from you. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Breathe out. Downward facing dog. Cool. Breath in. And breath out all the way. And look through your hands, walk or lightly hop to seated. Come on down to your back. You got a block, bring it with you. You're going to come up into bridge and you're going to take the block and you're going to fill the space between the floor and your hips. Easy. So if that space is one block tall, two blocks tall, whatever it is, you got it. Then uh, you're just going to allow yourself to just settle onto this so that you feel at ease in your hips that you're not uh, just, just this is not a fine balance this is a you feel steady and, and this is relatively easy where you are then we get a little nuance you're gonna press your feet into the floor you're gonna lift your tailbone in and you're gonna feel uh what happens in the front of the hips when you do that All right so do that a couple of times release the pressure of the foot to the floor feet to the floor and you feel the block underneath you right? a little more. You feel your hips are heavier on the block, more than likely. When you press the feet down and 
feel the the lift that's coming from the back of your legs the the help that that's giving you the the lightness that that's giving you on the block you've like uplifted yourself here but you're still being supported and then release that and just let that go so when we take bridge pose without the block this is the first step we want to create for ourselves for our low back for just the, the energetics of the pose is feet down the tailbone gets light the sacrum gets light you can now uh, just go ahead and lift yourself just a little bit above the block i right? just hover there and, and if you're tired you can always sit yourself back down walk your shoulder blades in toward one another press your feet down add an element of pulling your heels into the mat so you're pulling the heels back toward you which uh, brings you forward toward your heels you can probably lift one more vertebrae up off the floor at that point and then slide the block out of the way and let yourself come all the way down pause breathe in and breathe out now we're going to go from the floor press your feet down let your tailbone in it gets light sacrum gets light low back's already light let it come up with you and then once you go as far as, as your feet and the uh, the lift of the hips will take you start walking the shoulder blades in toward each other once you start that dig the heels in a little bit like you're trying to pull your knees forward it'll draw weight away from your head right and uh, arm bones down head down feel here and then exhale slowly release down we are going to take the feet wide to the edges of the mat and let the knees move side to side in windshield wipers the very ancient and traditional sanskrit pose of windshield wipers i believe during the british raj they were called windscreen wipers uh, but you know terrible yoga and history jokes that you'll get here it's just <laughs> yeah let's wait for the bad puns they're coming they're coming back into your center line and feet a little wider than hip distance so what we were working on the floor when we went a little wider than hip for that twist we we'll go a little wider than hip for this back bend toes can point straight ahead you may find that you like to have your toes pointing a little out to the side. That's personal preference. You can always choose. We're going to bring hands now uh, to the mat beside your ears. So palms to the floor. Uh, and then you, you don't have to go up. We're just going to assess this, uh, this handprint thing. So you got your hands on the mat. Maybe they can be on the mat directly beside your ears. The classic, your fingertips can touch your shoulders and everything is happy here. Right? That has a lot more to do with how your bones are shaped than anything else. But uh, if they are, great. If not, try walking them a little wider. Right? So you walk the feet a little wider, walk the hands a little wider. Try rotating the hands, same thing as the feet. Like you can turn the fingers out just like you can turn the, the toes out. Once your hands are planted, right, can you press them into the floor? Can you push the floor away with your hands? Does that lift your shoulder blades? And if not, no big deal. Right? But, but uh, if it does, notice that. Put your shoulder blades back down. Okay, if there's any pain going on in your hands, elbows, shoulders, go back to bridge. If there's no pain involved in this, press your feet down, do the scoop of the tailbone, lift the hips up, press your hands down, see if the shoulder blades will come up. The shoulder blades will come up. Does your head come with them? Or you just get to the point that you can get to with that integrity of action. Right? Yes, good. This is called Urdhva Dhanurasana wheel pose. Right? If you can get to it, it just means that you, uh, you know, or pressing your hands down and lifting up enough. That's all it means. And breath in and then slowly release down. And we'll take Supta Baddha Konasana, soles of the feet together, knees out to the sides. Close your eyes, let the mask of your face soften and just give yourself an acknowledgement there for whatever just happened, whatever it was. It does not matter that you ever do wheel pose. I can tell you that I've been able to do 25 wheel poses in a row at the worst times of my life. Like the most horrible life is going down the toilet times and uh, 25 wheels did not make a difference. Right? I did not make me a better person. It did not make me kinder, gentler, you know, more, uh, more yoga-like, right? I also know people who don't do wheel at all and they're the kindest, most generous, most successful people in the world. 
like right that's that, that's the story but did you do something good for yourself there did you try something new did you back off when you knew you were hurting yourself did you give yourself grace right because like maybe today is not the day because i had such a good time last night that i maybe maybe you got a piece of this maybe you got all the way up maybe your head came off the floor Maybe you had no idea that was going to happen, but whatever, on the grand spectrum of yoga, you did something good for yourself there. Whatever that was, big internal acknowledgement, right? Because like, uh, that's, that's not easy. Like, that's the harder stuff, right? And the more we can reinforce these good steps we're taking, toward our own well-being, our happiness, joy, like our own grace, the faster we're going to get where we want to go. Bring knees together here. Give them a good hug in. And a little rock again across your low back. That's a very different one we started with, right? And you can take your block between the knees and you don't need to hug it tight. This is not the thigh master right, from 1987. Um, five installments of 1999. Uh, no, I'm just going to hold on to it. And you're going to take the knee side to side in belly twisting pose. And so... We can do this where we really hug in on the block. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you really want to do that, by all means. But what we're really doing when we, we use this prop in this way is we're keeping the legs joined as one thing, right? Because normally gravity would, would catch the lower leg a little faster than the upper leg, right? And we'd be kind of uh, moving as, as two different kind of columns in the legs. You're just making it one little more enjoyable for your low back. Now, the block does not need to be there. You could do this amount of concentration without it. Uh, the block just makes it easier. You've got something there that's a good kind of moment of feedback. You know that you're holding it. Two more rounds. Make your way back to center. And block underneath your head. Back at center, blocks under your head. You can cross your right foot to the outside of your left thigh. And I'm just going to pause, breathe. What do you feel? And, and whether you are experienced and this is like, you know, a basic pose for you or this is newer to you. There's something to be felt here and uh, you know, whatever you've been doing in, in life, however you've been moving through it with, uh, you know, your legs and hips, right? This pose will, will give you a little feedback of like, there can be tension, there can be ease, but, but what do you feel? And, and knowing what you feel is, is good kind of reference for what happens next, right? So you can stay with this. Or you can reach through, catch your hamstring or your shin bone of the left leg. Use your arms to hug that in. Another option might be to take left hand to left heel, right hand to right knee. You're going to press your right knee forward into the hand. And you're using the left hand to just steady the heel bone there. You might feel ambitious and want to then lengthen the left leg out into low boat and curl up nose towards your shin. You may get up here and be like, I didn't want to do that. I'm going back. That's totally fine. Or you might say, okay, let's play. We'll put the foot in the elbow crease, the knee in the elbow crease, lace the fingers and be in a pose called cradle the baby. I do not suggest cradling babies like this. 
I do not have any babies, never have, but I'm pretty sure you don't cradle them like this. Reach through your left foot to the front wall, whatever your front wall might be if you're in this pose. There's definitely a low boat kind of action of the leg. Breath in. And then however you got in here, this is your challenge, find your way back out. It's like following the breadcrumb trail back through the woods. All the way back out, just like, yeah, that was great. There was no uh, like slingshot release there. Super good. We're going to bring the sole of the left foot to the floor, but keep the right leg crossed over and feel what's happened in your right hip over those last couple moments. Then let that whole operation twist over to the left. So you're bringing the left thigh down to the mat, the right foot down to the mat. We're going to take the left hand, place it on top of the foot. And just let it be heavy there to ground the foot. For some of us, the foot is really well grounded. For others of us, the hand is going to make a difference. We're not pushing the foot into the floor. We're just giving it a little more weight. Uh, and depending on the, the hip flexibility and leg length, that might be welcome. Right. The hand laying there is just pleasantly heavy. You breathe in and you breathe out. Let your right shoulder get heavy to the floor. You could stretch your right arm out like a cactus or a wing. That might help. Breath in. And breath all the way out. Unweight the hand and slowly like, dissolve that pose back to center. Pause, two feet on the floor. And then left ankle to the outside of the right knee. So you want to get that ankle bone all the way to the outside of the leg. Right leg lifts up. And again, just pause here. Right? We all, you know, most of us now know like what happened on the other side is going to happen. Uh, but that's kind of our mind's thing. It likes to rush forward in expectations. Some of you are already holding your leg. We're not there. Yeah. You know what? If you rush forward, that just means you're an intelligent person who knows what's happening next. And that is great. Right. It's just a little life lesson for us that, like, because we are that smart. Right? And, and you know, one of my favorite parts of teaching yoga is watching how strong and smart people are. You guys, just full stop. That is like one of my favorite things. But because we're so smart, we often predict and we rush ahead sometimes 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 we're not right about what happens next but we've predicted it and we create this vicious cycle right when we could just pause observe be in this moment and not play the prediction game right? even though you are right we are going to now bring your hands and use them on the hamstring right and, and then like the question is then, well, why, if I can do this, and this is a little deeper, should I do the first one? Well, your body enjoys uh, different levels of the same stretch, uh, different musculature responds in different ways. Everything, you've got so many muscles, you've got like 600 and some, I'll have to refresh my memory. Right. Well, you're either, you've got that or you've got one big muscle that's just encased in different parts you choose. The idea is each one of these things has a, a, a different purpose. The easier things are just as valid as the more advanced things. And your ability to feel subtle nuances, right? It's kind of like when you look at a piece of artwork, right? You can look at the big picture and see the thing and then move on. Or you can kind of see the, the elements of light and shadow and the play of colors and really get much deeper, richer experience. And stay with this or right hand to right heel and then left hand to left knee. And then you press the knee forward into the hand. This is where a lot of us will notice a big difference from side to side in uh, sensation and also ability to uh, do that pressure of the knee. Totally fine. If you find differences side to side, absolutely. Breathe in, breathe out, notice them. Enjoy them. You're not meant to be identical right to left. 
Otherwise, your right foot and your left foot would look exactly the same and the toes go in other directions, correct? Everyone's got their big toe toward the center of their foot and the baby toe toward the edge, correct? Yeah, no one's right foot looks like their left foot. But we're always worried about like, my right hip should be exactly like my left hip. Probably not. If you want to here curl up, extend the right leg into that low boat, wrap the right arm around, wrap the left leg around. Do that, breathe, enjoy it. Right. Or realize that like on this side, this is not working, then uh, no harm, no foul to go back, right? Either one of those observations, like, oh yeah, this is, this is good work, I'm enjoying it, or hmm, this is not for my knee. I need to take care of it. Either one of those is advanced yoga skill. Breathe in, breathe out. And then reconstruct the other postures on your way back through them. And once you've gotten to the mat, right foot down, you let the whole thing turn over to the right. And then you're just going to catch hold of the foot, help it stay down. You're letting the left hip kind of melt down toward the floor, letting the left shoulder blade get heavy to the floor, left arm gets heavy to the floor. And breathing here. What you feel is really intense. Bring your breath to it or smooth it out. On the other side of that, if what you feel is really subtle, bring your breath to that and then explore it more deeply. You'll turn up the volume on it by giving it your attention. One more breath here. Just dissolve the work of the right hand and let this pose kind of melt its way back to center just really slowly so we don't disturb anything that got opened up. And we'll hug knees to chest. You can take happy baby, which is legs out to the sides, catching your shins or your feet, but keep the hips on the floor level. We just keep the hips down. You don't need to touch your feet. Uh, we've done that before today. Hips down, they get heavy toward the floor. Thigh bones get heavy toward the floor. There's deep hip opening going on. Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable, so we start moving around. Instead, ease up on the pose, make it gentler, stay and breathe. One more breath in. Do exhale, slow release to Shavasana. Let your body unwind. Lay yourself out. Let your eyes close gently. If you want to move the block from underneath your head, cool, do that. If you've got any other movements or arrangements that you want to make with your body to be more comfortable, do that. If you, if you kick a water bottle, you get 10 points. Yeah, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> it's so great to be back in the studio and actually hear people kick over their water bottles. Yeah, it's not just me kicking over my coffee. Good. And we rest and we breathe and we enjoy our space for these quiet moments.
when you feel ready to move again, start with deepening your breath. Let it move through your body. As if it's finding your hands and feet for the very first time, spread your fingers, your toes, wiggle them around me, kind of in, in awe of the fact that you have these fingers, these toes, right? these hands, these feet, these wrists and ankles, elbows and knees, shoulders and hips. And you roll to your right side, curling in and, and feeling all those as movable parts of you changing shape. Make your way up to seated. And again, we, we change our shape. We bring our intention with us into this new space. And as you pause with yourself, just notice what it is uh, that it is with you right now. It's been created through your presence here. We'll bring our hands together at heart center in an acknowledgement of the good that's been done. We amplify it as we draw our thumbs to forehead center. That was great, y'all. Thanks for being here. Namaste. Awesome. Well done. Thank you, guys. Super cool. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.